All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Run Free Podcast. Got a super special episode today. I'm here with Colin Oswald. Am I saying your last name right, by yep, the way? definitely. There's no weird little thing in there? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is super special for me. Um, I started coaching Colin. When was that, Colin? Uh, beginning, let's see. I guess it was when track, about before track season was canceled, so yeah. everything went under. Right. So I guess we were working in the winter a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's when we got going. And uh, Colin is one of my favorite athletes that I coach. Thank you. Um, super fun guy to work with. But I'm, I, it's really fun as coaches, you know, run free training. It's all online-based training. But super fun when we get athletes actually get to come and train in person for a little bit. So Colin drove all the way out. Well, he didn't drive. His parents drove. So props to his parents <laughs> for driving yeah, all the way Yeah, dad out drove here. all the way. Yeah. How many hours was it from Kansas? About 14. 14 hours yeah. to train out here for a couple days. So I am honored to have Colin with us today and I just know you guys are going to love this conversation so Colin is just starting out his journey and in a way when I'm recording this right now I kind of feel like I'm recording a podcast with myself my 15 year old no you're not 15 you're a senior in high school how old are you Colin 18 18 so but I feel like I'm recording a podcast with myself in a way at the beginning of my journey but I am really excited to share today's episode with you guys on a number of levels so before I intro, and this is episode 47, if I didn't say that, by the way. Um, yeah, we're getting up there. Dang, we're almost crazy. a year of podcasts, one per week. Um, but before I get into today's episode and start launching some really hard questions at Colin. Mm. Yeah, I've been thinking long and hard about how to stump him and make him stutter as much as possible <laughs> since this is his first podcast oh, episode. Ice in my veins, right? No. <laughs> no he's, he's calm and collected right now. I'm impressed with Colin. Uh, but before we get into that, I was... Uh, and you know we'll we'll talk about the things Colin has done but before we do that I want to talk about the things that I see like who Colin is so when I was preparing today's episode I kind of wrote down a bunch of words to describe Colin because even though we haven't been working with each other that long I feel like I know Colin super well because when he records his training for the day we have a, <laughs> we have a, a format so he records how many hours he sleeps um he records his morning weight um what else do we have on there resting obviously your resting heart rate the prescribed training the results of the training am i missing anything and then the comments yeah and then, then the, the comments <laughs> and the comments is it's always like like i i give myself a good I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to read through the comments. He is very thorough, which I love as an online coach because I don't get to see Colin. And so really like his comments and his mom's comments, she's out on the bike with him, biking with him, going through all his workouts. So between her comments and his comments is is what I'm living off of. Because as a coach, like the the art or the what makes a great coach is not writing the training it's implementing the training and it's the art that comes with like getting your athletes feedback and then making the adjustments accordingly so colin is an amazing communicator (laughs) and uh so i'll be reading through his comments but i feel like i get to know him so well because he is so thorough in his assessment of not only how his workout went but also what's going on in his head and heart so um these are the words i came to describe colin uh, first one is energy. You can, <laughs> you can, you. <laughs> you can uh, tell me if you disagree with these comments. But Colin is definitely one of the highest energy people I think I've interacted with. Um, has a hard time sitting still, I think would be accurate. You get my green check mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, the next word I came up with is intentionality. I have also never had an athlete 
be able to be so curious about training and about not just training but mindset what's going on in your heart even like faith stuff like Colin just comes with the questions like in a beautiful way in a way that like I want all my athletes to be like that engaged and that intentional with his time and when I think of intentionality I think of your schedule Colin like you're like you have it mapped out right like yeah for almost, sure no daily like, yeah, yeah 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 like and we'll go through that that's that's one thing that I think is super helpful for all of our athletes and something that I'm inspired by you I was just thinking about this the other day I was like I need to create like kind of more of a schedule because Oftentimes, I feel like things that are important to me aren't, aren't getting done. And I was thinking, about, I was like, man, Colin's really good at this. Like, he makes all those important things happen yeah. because you're so scheduled and well, thank you. intentional with your time. So hopefully that's a good word for you. And we'll get into that more. No. Um, another one is fire. Uh, hey, that, I like you. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a word that I thought described you well. And we saw that come out. I just took Colin. So we did an eight-mile threshold this morning for a workout. And he's up at 7,000 feet coming from sea level. And he just, he just hopped right into it, banged an awesome eight-mile threshold, almost as fast as he, he's done thresholds at sea level. And it's his first time going eight miles. Yeah. So it was a personal best just in terms of distance. And he almost ran that same pace, 7,000 feet. So I saw him bring the fire to that workout. And then, you know, we're, we're here doing weights. I'm taking him through his weight routine. We're just making sure all the movements are, you know, looking good and crisp and clean. And, uh, man, we're just doing Nordic hamstrings and – He's just fighting them to the death and going going so hard. I don't think I've ever seen anyone go so hard with body weight exercises. Like that's really hard to do. It's really easy to just kind of go through the motions when it comes to those. But man, Colin was bringing the fire to those. So fire, I think, is a good one for you. Thank you. The next that. one goes with hey, excitement. Oh, I, I don't. Hey, yeah, okay. you're definitely excited hey. for for life in general. I love uh, Colin gave us as a, a gift a poster that he made with all of his sayings. So maybe you can tell the audience some of those sayings later on in the episode. But he's just bringing the excitement all the time. I love that about Colin. Hundred um, percent was another word that I have for you. Hundred and five. Yeah, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> yeah, uh, curious. Um, which I kind of talked about already. Extremely motivated, which kind of goes with 100%. Uh, thorough, definitely leaves no stone unturned. And Colin's actually, I think, going to put together for our athletes a list of the questions that you've asked over email, right? Yeah, and work then, in progress. Yeah, he's working on that one. So be looking for that. He's, he's willing to share the, the answers and questions that he's come at me with. Um, so that's going to be really cool to share with our athletes down the line. Uh, he loves what he does and loves people and uh, loves life, loves God, like a, just a, a lover in general, but not like in like a weird, weird way. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> hugger of trees way. Yeah, yeah you're, you're like in the world. You're not like yeah, a weirdo, but in, in a good way. You're like a lover of God, lover of people, lover of life. Amen. God's number so, one always. Yeah, I love that. All right. So those were the words that came to describe Colin with. So. Colin, I'm going to finally let you talk because I know I've just been, this is supposed to be your episode and I've been talking no, this whole no, time. No, 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 no. And we're already seven good. minutes into that it's episode. God's episode, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Colin's just going to sit here and shake his head and I'm just going to talk about it the whole time. <laughs> That's All mean. right, no, we're going to get into it. So first question I have for you, we are going to run through your story because you guys might be like, like, who is this kid? What's his story? We are going to get to that. But before, what happens to me when I interview people is there's always these super important questions I wanted to ask and then we start telling their story and then I get super curious about other stuff they say and I don't get to stuff that I really wanted to ask them. So I'm going to come up front with the questions I really want to ask you. So first question, and I've been dying to ask you this question, 
is what does original swipe mean? Oh, man. Okay, okay, okay. I got you. Okay, hold on. First, the story behind original swipe is your email, right? Email, Instagram. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's the brand. Uh, it's you the can brand. call it the brand. Okay, so uh, tell us about original swipe, please. Okay, so when I was a kid, I used to steal things from the fridge, and my brother used to say, no swiping swipe or whatever for the door explorer thing. So he... Um, so that's what my nickname was, Swiper, and I couldn't stand it, right? So I did not like the nickname Swiper. We started working with a trainer, shout out to Marcus, Marcus Dawson. He um, was, I guess, I don't know why, he, but he started calling me Swipe. And I'm like, I like that. That's Wait, so legit. Did he, did he know that was your name, your nickname? Well, Swiper? I think he thought that that's what my nickname was, mm. but he misheard my dad, I guess. I don't mm. know how it came to be, but he started calling me Swipe, and I'm like, legit, that's what I'm going with. So then my basketball coach started calling me that, and then my dad started calling me that, and I'm like, Man, swipe is way better than swiper. I'm like, I'm going the original, the original swipe. And I don't know where I, where, where I got the original part of it. I remember, I know the original. Like, I tried to get original swipe for um, Instagram or whatever, but it was already t- somebody already took it. So you should look them up. And I know I tried to email like, the person up? and they wouldn't. So, but so um, it ended up being the original swipe. But yeah, so I like it. <laughs> official. I love it. Well, you satisfied my curiosity. You finally know. I thought it had to do with like you know you like swipe to like see stuff like on your phone or yeah. something. I thought it was something to do with that. <laughs> all right. Anyways, um, all right. So one of the thing the words I didn't mention that I think does perfectly describe you as well is optimism. Like you're just strike me as like a super super positive person, um, pretty much at all times. You know, like I you're human. Like I see, yeah. like you have your moments after workouts where you're like, man, that wasn't acceptable, and like I, you know, like you're you're hard on yourself. Yeah, which athletes, good athletes, they do do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. But you're so optimistic, and so this podcast is all about like you know, creating an inner life that's going to help athletes be successful, right? Mm -hmm. And I think a huge part of that, which I haven't talked about on this podcast, which is why I'm excited for this episode, is this sense of optimism, right? Yeah, for sure. And so, like, because running is so volatile, right? It's like Mm -hmm. sometimes you're crushing it. Sometimes you're like, "Um, why do I even do this sport? I feel like I should just be crawling and not even going for runs and you know it's just so up and down Mm -hmm. and so having this sense of optimism through all of that i feel like is a huge super helpful tool for athletes to have and for our listeners and for our other run free athletes so like let's kind of camp on optimism for a little bit Mm -hmm. so like to start off the discussion on optimism what have you always been this optimistic or where where did this start for you I think it was probably I was more just energetic and when I was younger like I was crazy even when I was just like yeah crazy energetic like less yeah, yeah you know crazy so um, I think it kind of turned from that to just optimism like when you grow up you start seeing the world and like how it is and everyone is like I mean you want to encourage others and inspire others because you know the world it's just like sometimes it's a sad place and not the way God intended it and so um, I think the excitement encouragement when i kind of started to grow up turned into like optimism like you know like see things and i think of the very first thing the most important thing is like romans eight twenty eight, like all things work together for good and so like seeing that god's working everything for good y- you just gotta find the good yeah. in it right how can you not be optimistic right. if that's your core belief right? amen right yeah. so it's like 
there's there's good in everything. So like viewing things as like opportunities and not obstacles and like um, very true. I'm the type of person that like Mr. Optimistic. I have a bad workout. I'm like, well, I just blew it. Like I'm not gonna be able to achieve my goals. I'm done. I'm not gonna be able. To, like I literally ruined it. This workout. And then like but like five minutes later. I'm like, okay, back in my mind, I'm like, bounce back. You asked for the, some of the phrases, that's one of the phrases, bounce back. Because everyone faces trials, adversities, mm-hmm. everything. But like we said, everything works together for good. You just got to realize, like, see the good in it and then, like, bounce back. Yeah. Get back and after I, it. I think that's one of the keys for optimism, too, is, like, realizing that it's okay to lose your optimism at times, you know? Like, mm-hmm. you talk about, like, right after discouraging workouts or races or whatever and then like being like you are going to bounce back from that quickly though but not like like throwing being like oh it's over now like i'm no longer optimistic and now like i'm just going to be super negative about right because you, know? you can i i do believe you can err on the side of being a fake person where you're mm-hmm. mr fake and you're mm-hmm. sm- you have a smile on your face at all times and it's not true like it's not truly your heart and then i also think there's the side of like when you do get disappointed you just give up yeah. And those are the two, like, you want to make sure you're, like, not doing either one of those yeah, things. Yeah. yeah. So how, talk a little bit more about, like, how you actually bounce back. Like, what is going on in your mind that allows you to get back up after those bad workouts, bad performances, whatever it might be? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like a time wear off thing. I don't yeah. know. Um, I would say I definitely pray. That definitely helps me. Um, the verses, like I shared, helps me. And I think just realize, I think it comes, like, it helps that the Lord has given me, like, an optimistic spirit. Like, I think that's something that you can refine in yourself. Like, I think that's something that all people, you can see the good, like, what have I heard it? Perspective is not um, what you see, but it's how you see what you see. So it's like, um, I think the optimism is like, okay, taking a step back for a minute and being like, okay, I see, like, I'm just being kind of like, in the moment, sometimes it's easy to get single-minded, like like focused in like a hole. And it's like, get your mind out of the hole. Just think like, okay, everything, and not everything's going to ruin. But now you you got an extra reason to bust it next time. Yeah. So it's like, you better get after it. Because like some of my best workouts come after bad workouts just because I'm like, yeah. bro, that's not happening again. Yeah. yeah, you let it light a fire within you. Right. Yeah. Kindle the fire rather yeah. than burn or dampen it, I guess. Yeah. Totally, yeah. So I think one of the biggest... Um, obstacles to optimism is community that we find ourselves in the people we find ourselves in you know it's just mm-hmm. so easy I'm like other people around you're being negative about a situation like mm-hmm. covid for example yeah. like this has obviously been a huge struggle hard time for everyone mm-hmm. and when you're surrounded by like other runners who are like yeah I'm just gonna like kick back and I don't know just take time off and just like wait for this to pass you know mm-hmm. versus like a runner who's like man I'm gonna look for the opportunity in this I'm gonna see this like as a time to grow try new training methods try training harder than I've ever tried mm-hmm. before like I'm gonna get something from this you know you have mm-hmm. this I mean that's two like very different camps right but right. how do you deal with like say when you're at school or other places you might find yourself where not everyone is like seeing all things working together for good right. and you're, like pretty negative people like how do you change that atmosphere what do you do when you find yourself in that atmosphere for sure like I, you know i say like think of the proverb like iron sharpens iron so like one man sharpens another and i think that who you surround yourself with is like key like definitely so if you're surrounding yourself with like sad people all the time odds are you're going to be sad like you can try to like bring them up but it's still going to be hard and i think and i say that and it's like i'm kind of going to double back on that but 
I think it's like you either let people bring you down or you bring people up. Mm-hmm. And so it's like um, you want to if you like you see someone that's a good mood and a happy mood, usually like it can put you in a good mood. Like yeah, you see so. someone that's like hype and excited and like having fun. Um, it's like brings them up. So I think one thing that God has really taught me recently that learning like using like my optimism, my spirit to draw attention to others and to God himself rather than myself. Because when you um, are trying to bring people up, if you're focused on yourself, then all you're going to do is bring yourself up and everyone else is going to be like, what a dork. Like really this dude is just like yeah. over the top. But if you're like encouraging others and letting, yeah. um, I was listening to a uh, podcast the other day. It was a guy got out of prison. He's talking about like in prison, they have like three different types of people, like people that get hardened, like the so- people that go in soft and they get hardened, people that, go in hard and they get soft so like just weak mentally and then there's like the coffee bean and he said the coffee bean is the person that emits like when he gets boiled in the boiling water he emits like uh-huh. coffee he brings yeah. them everybody up yeah. and he says it makes him better and so i think key is really just letting you bring in other people up rather than letting them bring you down and you can only do that to a certain extent like i said yeah. like you can't be a million people around like always um so surrounding yourself with good people but really bringing others up and like realizing yeah. like hey that's on you to bring them up like you can't go down to their level yeah i love that because it's like kind of being sensitive to people with where they're at too you know because i don't know if you've ever been in a situation since you are so optimistic but i know i have been where at times like i'm feeling kind of down or negative myself and then you get like this dude over here is just bouncing off the wall so happy so excited about everything like so optimistic and at times that can be like frustrating if you're not in that same spot mm-hmm, too you for know? sure but like you being sensitive to them and turning your optimism towards them, being like, I'm gonna use my optimism to like encourage them, you know? Then like, of course, it always feels good when someone's encouraging you. Yeah. So I love that like kind of turning your optimism to other people mm-hmm. and maybe not even focus so much on like events or what's going on in life, but more like, like, oh, you're such an amazing person. You're doing such an amazing job at this. It's like you're being optimistic about people. I love that. Totally, yeah. yeah. That's cool. All right, so. That was a super long intro, but I'm glad we hit both those questions. I do want to get to, like, who is Colin and your story. <laughs> Bang, so, so Colin is coming to us from what part of Kansas? Hutchison. Which is close it's to... Kind of, it's kind of close to Wichita, so it's about, like, an hour from Wichita, which is the next yeah. closest biggest city, so, yeah. And born and raised? Born in Kansas City. Oh, that's right. Proud of that. Technically Overland Park, Overland Park, but don't like, I'm not, no, let's not get in that discussion. Um, But born in Kansas City and then moved at like three months. So I've been raised in in Hutch my entire life. Yeah, very cool. And um, uh, I was going to ask, personal best. Personal best. Just so people know, like, kind of, like, where's this guy at in his running? Well, first of all, before we get into that, like, how old were you when you started running? Um, well, I guess I like did like the elementary like track and field days and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and I in middle school I did track and field and that's kind of where I started to realize like hey, I actually got a talent here. Um, but my passion was football, but we can get into that get into that. Um, so it wasn't really like until I focused like I guess growing up I was running. Um, I remember going when I was really young on like Sunday runs with my dad. We'd go three miles, run to a park that's around our house. It's a mile down, mile, a quarter around the park, and a mile back. So we do that and have fun with our family and stuff. Um, so I've been running kind of like all the way up, but it's not until really my, I guess it would have been 
summer going into my freshman year that I really made the decision um, to pursue like really try for running so that's when I really really started going after it hard yeah and what did you notice when you made that decision like what did you notice a rapid growth or was it still just like gradual improvement or what was your improvement curve like from the time you got into it to when you made that decision like hey I'm gonna really give this a go right so really what happened was I ended up um, I decided not to do like summer weights for the football team so I made the decision okay I'm not gonna do that instead I'm gonna start doing running training and that was the first time I really saw a breakthrough in running like I actually was like holy cow like really this training actually does make a big difference I was running like crazy time crazy times compared to what I was before and so I think when I saw that I was like wow when you really single in and focus on like running as a sport not that you can't do like other sports but we really single in and focus on it it really pays dividends in the long run for sure totally yeah so then um take us take us from there like what was your trajectory like kind of year by year from that point year by year so freshman I guess eighth grade going into freshman year I had a I was I guess I was going up eighth grade year to freshman year. That was good season. Kept improving sophomore year. And then junior year, God really taught me a lot of lessons, a lot of big lessons. And so I actually didn't didn't get junior track season, but junior cross country, I didn't PR. I didn't even come close to my PR from sophomore year. And so I do believe 100% that was lessons God was teaching me. Um, but I've seen the fitness continue, like regardless of the races, the fitness has just continued to continue to continue to grow, especially when I have this great coach in Ryan Hall that <laughs> has helped me like grow incredible amounts even over the summer. So yeah, yeah, and since we started, but. Yeah, so I, I can't let the comment go by like what God taught you through the, the last kind of hard uh, season that you had. Yeah, for sure. So um, it, what ended up happening was um, I wouldn't have called running an idol in my life, um, but we know it says in the Bible that you can have no gods before me, right? God says that. It makes it very clear, and we're not supposed to serve idols or anything like that. And I wouldn't have called running an idol, but the way I was treating it and everything was completely idol. It was the number one priority. It was the number thing I was do number one thing I was doing. It was, um, yeah, it, I was coming, and really I look back and I'm sad of it because I was treating my friends in the wrong way. Like, I was... I pretty much threw my friends under the rug and like, hey, I'm doing running. Like, this is what, this is my life now. I'm focusing all on this. Like, no parties, none of that stuff. I'm just going all in. And um, started treating it like an idol. And so, um, built up and built up. And what happens is when you treat running like that for, I guess it would have been my freshman, freshman and sophomore year, you really build like a foundation in that thinking. Like, your mindset, mentality. Two years, that, that takes a long time. Like, mm -hmm. that builds something. And so... After that, um, so, I guess it was going into my junior year, um, I praised the Lord that I was the strongest, like the summer between sophomore and junior year, I grew a ton in my faith and I was in the strongest position in my faith and I'm like, dang, God's getting me ready for all these big things and I'm gonna be like legit on the pedestal, man, mm -hmm. come look. And then <laughs> um, I was running really great workouts, but my meets were like, first one, not good time at all. I was like, I don't remember, but it was not good and I was like, Ah, it's just just worse me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then Shake it keep timing, keep times, keep not going well, and I'm like, I can't figure it out. And it was I was fading, and I know God works through normal means, but it was I was fading at the end. But like, even like certain meets, like there was just no explanation. Like coming through splits where I would have PR'd off my sophomore time, and then not not PRing, like not yeah. even coming close to the yeah. PR. It's like how do you slow down that much? And what it was, I really think um, the Lord was working through means, but I think He's holding me back as well, and. Um, 
it took the entire season, but he kept chopping me down, chopping me down, chopping me down. We were talking about being yeah. broken, and yeah. he really broke me to the point where I was like, all right, God, I don't know, like, what's going on? I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I, don't, I just don't understand. I'm like, but I'm listening to you on my knees. He chopped me to my knees. I'm like, I'm listening, God. And um, what I realized was like, dang, I've been thinking about this all wrong, <laughs> like, completely, completely wrong. And so junior cross-country season, never ran a good race, and I ended up going up to Nike and ran in that race. And after that race, I was just like, not like what was the point of running that, but I was like, I, I don't even know. Like really, I was like, I already know what God's taught me. It's like this season was like, this is what God was teaching me this season. And so um, he really taught me like, you can't treat running like an owl. And so um, June, like end of cross country season, junior year to, um, I guess it would have been to like, didn't have track so since until this point we've been talking up until about now um god has really been building and rebuilding my mince mentality and mindset and i like kind of equate it to like getting a new pair of glasses seeing things differently mm -hmm. and so just like completely changing how i um view running and all of that and so now my perspective has completely changed and just like all of that and now i see the lord working into um starting to build on that foundation but still keeping a focus on like hey Let's not let any cracks get in yeah, here and yeah. anything grow up like that. Yeah. So is there anything you have to do? Because I think this is like a pretty, can be pretty common for running. And I know like I've experienced things similarly where you feel like running is kind of taking over. Mm -hmm. And I see this, you know, across every level, not just the pro level, but you see people who you know, just get so like fixated on getting that Boston qualifier. Or, mm -hmm. You know, it, we all have our different goals, but like getting so focused on it where it is becoming like the most important thing in your life. Mm -hmm. So have you had to like, how do you keep that from, how do you keep from drifting back into that? Cause you know how like when you've, like something has been a problem in the past it's easier to drift back into it now and i know you talked about like having new glasses mm -hmm. now new perspective which is great but is there anything like you've done you actively do now to, to prevent yourself from drifting back into that back state? into the old ways for sure um well i reading the bible is like i, I, I call that the best self-help book there is like I, read oh, any yeah. self-help book, yeah. book and it all comes down back to the bible so reading the bible and praying are really two key also think surrounding yourself with a community and um, telling people, like I've told people, like, hey, listen, I don't want to, like, keep me accountable. Like, yeah, I've told yeah. my friends, I'm like, I kind of dusted you guys under the rug, so tell me if you think I'm starting to do that again. Like, mm -hmm. I really don't want to do that again. Um, through the entire process, I was writing, I got a little, like, one of those miniature, like, black booklets, like, one of those, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, notebooks or whatever. I wrote down, like, every time I thought God was teaching me a lesson, I have dates, and I have written down, like, what I thought God was teaching me, teaching me, and I wrote those down. And um, one key that I've realized is like, when you're letting God change your heart, like you don't have to worry about not remembering. Cause I remember look writing in the booklet and think, how am I gonna remember all this? Like I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. have to read this like every day. Yeah. And then I realized God's heart change, like that changes you how you think. Yeah. So like, don't necessarily overthink it. Don't worry about it. Be like, you know what? I understand that God has changed my mind and heart. Yeah, I gotta be careful. Gotta play my guard. Cause it's easy. It's just like pride. Like pride is a trap that's like so easy to fall into, slip up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but realizing like when it's a true heart change, a true mentality change, then it's a lot harder to go back or at least you'll see it more clearly. Yeah, yeah, totally. I love what you talked about with having other people hold you accountable. Oh yeah. I feel like it's so easy to 
when you're you and you're, it's, it's like watching yourself grow. You never see yourself grow. Right? <laughs> so it's hard to identify sometimes when you are changing and you are drifting, but other people, it's easier for them to see those things. So I love the accountability piece that you've built into that. That's Thank like you. Yeah. super important and helpful, I feel like. So bravo on that. Um, all right, cool. So we kind of know where you're at now with your running and stuff. What? Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about your goals a little bit. Vision for the future. Like what? As like I said, someone who's kind of like starting out. You. I mean, you might not feel like you're starting out, but when you're sitting in my chair, you're like, man, this kid's just getting going. Like he's got so much in front of him, so much to look forward to, and like you kind of see everything that's gonna happen. You're just like, he's just, he's just a baby. He's just getting yeah. going, you know. So, as someone who's just starting out, like what? What are your goals um, and what are kind of like your hopes and dreams? And what also too like, and I'll remind you some of these questions. I don't like when people ask me like three questions in a row without <laughs> letting me answer the first one. But also too like, what, what are your like fears and concerns and um, things that you're most, yeah, I guess fearful of? Yeah, so I'll start with the goals and stuff. Um, I've changed how I say it like all the time. Yeah. So it's just like, as a God continues to teach me to say it more and more, but, um, in the Bible, it talks about our faith being a race and like how we're running a race. We're supposed to fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith who starts it and ends it. And so that's who we're focused on running. And so I like to equate it that like I'm running a race that I'm pursuing Christ 100%. That's, that's my life. That's the purpose. That's the reason here. I'm here on earth. But in that race, I feel the Lord is taking me and leading me to go through the Olympic stadium. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by that is I do believe the Lord is leading me to the Olympics. And another way to put it is, like I've told you, climbing a mountain, it's like climbing, Jesus is the pinnacle, and pursuing Christ, and the God's, and just like, your true goal in faith, like, to honor God, and live for Him, share the gospel, and all this stuff. I'm pursuing that, Um, but I'm following these trails God leads me on, up to the top, and I believe that one of these big trails that He's leading me on is the Olympics, and so um, I am pursuing the Olympics, that's my, that is my quote-unquote, you can call it goal, um, pursuit, just a part of the journey. And so um, I am confident and I've, <laughs> to the point where I've been like, God, am I sh- are you sure this is what you're leading me on? And then he, then he answers with like, let me just show you every way that I've answered that prayer before and like yeah. showing me the different ways that he said, yeah, this is what I want you to pursue. And so, you know, I don't know what the Lord has in store, but I, I like the saying, um, I think it's a Tim Tebow quote. I'm not 100% sure, but I don't know what the future holds, but I know who holds the future. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, you know what? That's what I'm pursuing. That's where God's leading me. Go at it all, go yeah. at it all out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And what I love about it is like you have like everything in place and we'll get to like your schedule and stuff because yeah. I think that's a big piece of the things that have to be in place for someone to accomplish big goals like going to the yeah. Olympics and like surrounding yourself with like people who've gone there before like myself, yeah. you know, like you, you are putting yourself in a position where you can walk that road you know um so it's cool to see like you're setting yourself up for that and now it's about because i when i think of like goals like i see them as important but not nearly as important as like you setting yourself up well and being like focused on the process right Mm -hmm. because it's the process it's the system that's going to get you to your goals right not the the goal is a good motivator. I'm not saying it's not mm-hmm. like the, that goal should like be your vision, should be your driving thing. But really, like your main focus needs to be on like your day to day system that you have in place. Right. Amen. And that's what you have. So actually, let's go into that. Like, what is your system? What does it look like for you? What is a day in the life of Colin? A day in the life of Colin. So I do try to plan out my days, um, try to keep 
I've heard it said that uh, put the most important things first because if you don't, they won't get done. So yeah. um, first thing I do get up, I want to read the Bible. I want to spend time with God. And so uh, whatever that looks like on the day, that's what I do. And then another next important thing is not that other things aren't important, but working out. So I get my run in and I do that. And um, usually when I get back from my run, I make my plan for the day. And one key that I've learned about making your plan is I have it written like I have a little daily plan note. It says... Make your plans, but prepare to throw everything out the window if God has something else in store. <laughs> because oh, I've found out that uh, a lot of times our time is gifts from as a gift from God. Like every second we have is a gift from God. And so when we spend, when we when we get the thinking that we're entitled to our time, that's when things go astray. And so when God asks you to do something, like, hey, there's a lady that needs help, or I want you to share the gospel with this person, it's like, oh, I can't. I'm I'm too busy for that. It's like. Yeah, but it's not your time. It's God's time. And so what he's asking you to do with his time, you got to do. And so I do set a plan. But what ends up happening is it's like uh, a adapting plan. So the plan changes throughout the day. So if I have time things, um, so I try to throw in some transition time. So I like have time to get between tasks and stuff. And knowing that also that you're not always going to be 100% to your schedule. But I think prioritizing the really important things first and then making sure that you're just like, it's not fun always. Like, it's not always going to be fun, but sticking to it, like, you you got to say what you want more versus what you want in the moment. And so, like, if what you want more is living your life for God, what you want more is the Olympics, what you want more, uh, like, marriage or whatever someone's going through, then you got to choose, hey, at the beginning of the day, I'm going to do these things. And then when it comes to the moment, even if you want to do something else more in the moment, you're like, hey, I got this and I want to do this more. And so that's what you choose to do. And so I think those are some keys that I've learned when planning my day. I don't know. Did you want me to go through like daily, daily plan? Yeah, or? No, keep going. That's great. For sure. So uh, usually so work out and then depending on the day, whether or not I mow or not, um, it's mowing the summer gig right now. So earned a big bank. Um, <laughs> no, so mowing depending on the day. And then when I get home from mowing, um, it depends, like it kind of depends on the day, like I said. So say a hard workout day. I mow and then I come back and I'll eat a snack, take a nap for like 15 minutes or whatever, refresh and then go to grind part two. And so that's um, like the weights or second run or whatever it is. Get home from that, eat dinner, um, maybe some self massage or whatever else, the, some little tasks throughout the day. Um, try to prioritize some other people, maybe like FaceTime calls or whatever. Then you hit the bed and go to sleep and then the next day. And so recovery days are more uh, relaxed for sure. And Sundays are different too with church and everything. Uh, recovery days are more of like, um, having more time to just do like goals and getting goals done. But I do think if you don't know what you're going to work on, you're going to end up seeing a bunch of things to work on and you're not going to know which one to do. And then you're just going to get stuck and you're not going to end up doing any of them. Yeah. So you got to choose like what you're going to do and then, Hey, I'm going to do this. And I found it works well if you work in like blocks, so like 90 minute blocks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. If you go too long, then you start just not getting good productive work in. Right. You go too short then it's like you can't get anything done. So. Yeah, totally. Well, you caught my attention with the, the 15 to 20 minute naps and maybe some of our other listeners as well. Like, cause you know, rest, sleep is a huge component of run free training. One of our five fingers. And so talk to us about these like little 15 minute power naps. Cause I know for myself, like I had just, I had the time as a professional athlete to sleep for like an hour and a half, sometimes even two hours. And, uh, so when you mention offhand, like sleeping 15 minutes, I'm like, how does that work? So talk about that a little bit. It's crazy. So um, 
that's because I have the time. I'm only 15 minutes really most of the time. When I do have the time to just sleep, I'll just, like on easy days, I'll just sleep. And usually I only go for about 30 minutes. Like that's when my body just wakes up. I won't set an alarm or anything. But when I know like, hey, I got to start my second workout at like four o'clock if I'm going to be done for dinner or 4.15 or whatever, then I set the alarm for like 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is. And then I just like try to relax. And sometimes it's like, I don't even think I got to sleep for like the first 10 minutes, but it's like, I think just like letting your brain like reset. I know that I've heard it. Like I've heard of like studies and stuff where they say just like your brain is just like, it just, if you end up getting like into a full sleep cycle for like an hour, then it like can sometimes make you even more tired. And so like, just like getting your brain refreshed. And then usually what I find is I'll, I'll like wake up and maybe sometimes I'm like kind of tired and then it wears off really quick. And then I'm like, brand new day fresh as daisies yeah. it's like crazy it's really really good it like clears your mind it, i think it just like really clears your mind especially when you're like working up to that point just like reset and then it's like yeah. start again yeah i think that might be something for our listeners to try especially people who are working full-time jobs and maybe only have 10 or 15 minutes yeah. just do a little power nap and yeah maybe wake up feeling a little bit tired but right. then you know it comes back and one thing i have heard is that important like if you don't get to sleep during the 15 minutes if you stress about it, you're going to end up getting worse than before. So it's actually just as beneficial, maybe not quite as much, but it's very similar the same study that I was reading or whatever to just close your eyes and mm-hmm. just rest your mind. Like you can get same, like similar benefits from just doing that. Yeah, totally. I, it's funny you mentioned that because I've, I've read a similar study that was talking about how like when you get a poor night's sleep, it's actually the stress about getting a poor night's sleep <laughs> that is what really damages your next Not day, the yeah. quality of your day. And so that's made me really super aware of the times when I do do that. I'm like, man, I only slept like four hours last night because X, Y, and Z went wrong or whatever. <laughs> and then noticing like, man, yeah, I'm just like stressed about not sleeping. I actually don't feel that bad. Yeah. So th- th- it's just something to be aware of with, I think, sleep is just like not turning it into like stress something you're working for it's just something that your body needs and does and if it doesn't need it and it doesn't do it then not you know stress is the worst part of it for sure totally it's opposite yeah i love that cool oh man that's super insightful i didn't let you finish answering your your the full question that i laid out the three-part question so you talked a little bit about your goals um what about like your uh well i guess goals and hopes and dreams go together but any kind of like fears on this side of the journey things that you're concerned about worried about that's a good question so um we're talking about how i went through a book called dangerous prayers and it's a great book i think it's craig goshel it's a really good book i totally recommend reading it if you're if you're bold um but anyways don't pray any prayer if you want to read a book to know what not to pray that's the one (laughs) anyways so in the book he's talking about like um father i think he said one of the prayers is like praying it's like from psalms it's based off of different psalms and one of them is like show me my fears so through that book i was praying and real like praying like hey god show me my fears and i realized that one of my fears was not making the olympics and i so very recently actually probably over like since that point i one prayer i literally prayed you know what god if i reach it i reach it at your will if i don't like i'm gonna bust it. i'm gonna go 100 i i love the quote um, pray like it depends 100% on God and work like it depends 100% on you. Yeah. And so yeah. not to take it out of God's hands. Of course, God has everything sovereignly under his control. Um, but we also got to do our part. He's not going to like one day wake up with superhuman legs, right? <laughs> so um, 
I don't know how I got on that sidetrack. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I was thinking and I was praying like, okay, I'm afraid that I don't, what if I don't reach the Olympics? Yeah. And then I prayed to prayer. I'm like, By the God. way, like you and like thousands of other people in Olympic year in America have the same exact fear. Right. So this is not an unusual fear. And fill in the blank. It's like, I'm afraid I'm not going to qualify for Boston or I'm not going to hit a PR in my next race. Right. So anyways, just to make it kind of. No, that's a good, yeah, yeah for relatable. Yeah. And so um, I literally just prayed. I said, you know what, God? Um, take this fear away from me. I'm, I, it's, it's in your hands. Like I'm going to do my part, but like, if I don't reach it, like, I mean, that's where you're leading me. I know that it's okay. Like this, this is the plan. And so from that point, really, it's honestly, it's been not like I'm perfect, but it's been more comforting. Just like one single prayer, just realizing, Hey, it's, it's, it's the God's plan. Like just trust it. You don't have to be afraid of it. I think when you're afraid of it, that's when it's like, I've heard it like, don't be pushed to your goals or what is it? Don't, don't be pulled to your goals. Be pushed to your goals. And like when you are a Christian, you have victory in Christ. You've already achieved everything. And so when you achieve everything, you're just being pushed to greater heights. Like I got everything. Now I just might as well pursue and reach and go with all I'm worth. And then you think of the world and they don't have victory in Christ. And it's like, oh no, like they have to reach that goal to find their identity. So they're being pulled to the goal. And I think that two completely different mindsets and one is completely you can go all out and you don't have to worry about it the other one you have to like play it safe you have to be washing your step you have to be careful because like if this messes up like say i get an injury and i'm done like i'm done that's gone on my my whole life my identity and my pursuit and so i think that like casting aside the fear and realizing like hey like your life isn't over if you don't reach it but like trusting in god and just following his lead and be like you don't need to fear these things. There's nothing yeah. to fear but God. So yeah, totally. in a good way. <laughs> yeah, 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 in the best kind of way. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to hear you like thinking through these things and articulating things on your side of the table. And you're very much like doing it by faith because you've never been to Olympic trials and not made an Olympic team. Even. Right. Whereas like when you're talking, I'm like getting flashbacks to 2000, 2004, especially 2004 when I really wanted to go to the Olympics and didn't even make it to the Olympic trials, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I'm thinking about like the stuff you're saying is so good, but just thinking about my perspective from this side of the table, it's like also helpful to having gone for a goal and actually not getting it and realizing that like you said, like you're enough without it and you're not being, Amen, yeah. you're not being push to a goal you're being pulled to a goal like you're good enough like having gone through the failure you're like oh actually like i'm still good you yeah know? and i'm still good i'm still secure in who i am i'm still loved i'm still valued i'm still important how i feel about myself hasn't changed and so now that you've been through it you're kind of like oh like i can handle this if it happens again and that makes you fearless right right exactly it will just free as a bird to go after those big goals and it's it's almost like it's icing on the cake at that point oh yeah so, totally completely and yeah. i think you know as i think about and look at you like i think that's what i really want for you is to be able to have big dreams big goals and just be totally free in your pursuit of them run and being like yeah run free <laughs> but not even to like but seriously that's how i came up with the name run free like because that's what i want for all my athletes like we have big goals we go after big stuff but man, we're just like light as birds though, because we don't have to do it. Right. Like we get to do it if we if we achieve our goals, like amazing. But if we don't, man, we're still gonna have a good time. We're still gonna enjoy the journey. We're gonna love wherever we find ourselves in this moment. Right. So 
I mean, that's that's really, I think, what I want for you to experience more than I want to, as much as I'd love to see you get a medal on the Olympic, you know, ceremony yeah. or w walked into the opening ceremonies. I'd love, obviously, I'd love to see that. But more than that, I'd just, like, love for you to just go through your entire journey with this, like, freedom of, like, I don't have to do anything. For like, sure. I'm good enough just like this, yeah. you know? And that actually, if you don't mind, I was thinking, and when you say that, it's like, the journey is sometimes even more like i don't know if the word satisfying is right but like almost important than the goal itself and i've like i've thought like so i want to share the gospel at the olympic stage right but i've thought like if more people are saved from just that one moment like if microphone stick in your face if more people are saved from that one moment than you did your entire journey that's just sad like the journey is really the that's like really the gold medal yeah. like in a sense like if you want to say it in the olympic terms like that's the gold medal like the whole process, like impacting other people, learning, totally. growing, helping other people, like that's that's really where it's at. Right, and I can see why like it's easy, because I know for myself too, as like a Christian getting into the sport of running, you do like have this, and even going into like the Olympics, being like, man, if like God shows up and like, you know, a miracle happens and I run super well <laughs> yeah. and a miracle happens and I beat all the Africans, <laughs> then like this just is- wait, Just wait, I'm telling you. <laughs> do this miracle, God, I swear good things are gonna happen for you. Um, you know, having that mindset and then, but being able to now step back from that and being like, it really was, wasn't so much about that as it was just like the people I was around on the journey the mm -hmm. entire way and how easy it is for, I think sometimes when we're trying to make a big impact in the world to look at that moment of big impact, but then miss like all the days in between and all the people that were around us on this journey and like we're so focused on this big grandiose thing that we miss the people around us you know yeah and i think that's what like mother Teresa did such a good job of you know like she wasn't focused on like the global impact she was going to have on the world forever mm -hmm. she was focused on stopping for the one you know like stop the day just, yeah, yeah. yeah just like she's like i can do no great things just small things with great love hey. and i think that's such like a huge thing for us like as runners on our journey is like it's not so much about this hitting this big grandiose goal it's about like man today like what small thing can i do with great love what you know element of training can i implement and do a good job of and be like successful with what does success look like today not yeah. like years and down years the road, down right. the road yeah so man i'm loving loving this discussion um we are just rolling through time I think we're, this timer's on double speed, Colin. Colin listens to all of his podcasts on, what is it, time and a half? Two times speed. Two times speed? <laughs> Colin, Colin is also efficient. That would be a good word yeah. to describe Colin. He's, so on that note, we are going to move to some rapid fire questions. Oh, snap. I'm, okay, I'm ready. I'm, I'm hiding my questions from Colin here so he can't see. He hasn't seen no these cheating. questions. Yeah, no cheating. All right, so favorite workout? Favorite workout? Uh, running workout. The way. hardest one. <laughs> Is that kill? Colin, Colin loves pain. It's yet to be determined, right? So today we did Colin's first eight mile threshold. Yeah. And then we're in my backyard going through weights and he's uh, he's asking me about my training in high school until I got up to 10 mile thresholds. So shortly thereafter, we're already talking about doing 10 mile thresholds. <laughs> so maybe that'll be your favorite. But does anything else come to mind besides the hardest one? The Besides the hard, like a specific workout that I loved absolutely. Well, today was great. I mean, I don't know. I think <laughs> today this was great. Uh, this might be the best one ever. So there you go. It was. It was an awesome workout today. Eight miles straight, rolling. And it was cool to see 
Colin doing his workout today. Um, something we've been working on is just getting progressively faster as we go. And yeah. so, um, on a quick side note, like doing threshold running, guys, it's so easy to get out hard, too fast. Very so easy. that's something we've been working on. So. Colin today, I had him just like, he, I made, I forced him to get behind my bike and chill out. And he was, he looked like he was just jogging super slow the first couple miles, but it did pay off. And he was rolling, you know, low 520 pace by the end of it and looking good. So if you're running your threshold runs, make sure you start them out chill, right? Yeah, for sure. All right. Favorite post-workout snack? Favorite post-workout. I love cereal. So I had to find a cereal. It's, it's easy to find like, like you would think it'd be easy to find like super unhealthy cereal, but like they put now all this like whole grain stuff and like I wouldn't have eaten Lucky Charms, but like stuff like that's like, <laughs> really? And so I was trying to find like a quick digesting uh, post-workout snacks, like rice bits. I'm telling you, Kroger rice bits. Rice bits? They that, do the job. Is that the same thing as Rice Krispies? No. Rice bits? They're on another level. Yeah, is it like sweetened with sugar? What, it's what like, makes it I think it's like Chex Mix, kind of like that. It looks like that, but it has, it's like just purely made out of rice, okay. like white rice. And that was some fat-free, organic, free-range milk. <laughs> oh, man, does the job. That's, that's the good stuff. Random side question for that. We had a big debate at the Run Free uh, retreat, coaches retreat we did in Montana recently, about with one of my coaches, Courtney, if you're listening, about whether or not berry kicks is a sugar cereal or not. You know how there's like a category, it's like sugar cereals, uh -huh. healthy cereals. Okay. So berry kicks, sugar cereal or healthy? Never heard of them. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, I okay. don't know what berry kicks right. is, but it, it uh, just by the way it's named, it kind of sounds like a sugary cereal to me, but I don't know. Like That's just a complete guess. Okay, We're, we might have to put this out on Instagram or something. <laughs> we need to solve this. Courtney, well, I'm not going to say who's on which side, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to the bottom of this okay, on Instagram. Okay. All right, favorite book of the Bible? Favorite book of the Bible, James, man. He shoots straight to the point. He is <laughs> legit. Like, I love it. He's like if, like, if I could describe it, it would be savage. That is the word I describe the book of James. Like, he is like Wow, you're gonna make crazy. It. If people haven't it. read the book of James after getting a savage, you have to go read it. You have they're, they're to. They're gonna. It's a must read now. If, if you're Talk not, if you haven't read the book of James, I don't know what you're doing. That's like, and I mean, Paul's my favorite like character other than Jesus, but James, man, he goes. Mm, I'm telling you, savage. Savage. You're making me want to go back and read it. <laughs> All right, uh, favorite movie. Favorite movie. I honestly don't watch that many movies. Um, I probably would say. Tim Tebow came out the movie called Run the Mile You're In. Sounds like a running movie. What? Yeah, you got to watch it. No, 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 no. Run the Mile You're In? Like the title of my book. Tim oh, Tebow. wait, no, no, no. Run the Mile You're In. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. That, that no, no, no. See, okay, yeah. See, I'm on my book right now. Overcomer? No, it was... Um, what was it called? It wasn't called Run the Mile You're In. I can't believe right. I said that. Tim okay. Tebow's movie, yeah, which it's is Tim about... It's, it, oh, what is it? it's like about... It would, sounds like it's about running, but it's not about running. It's actually like about mainly about football. Is it Run with it's endurance? a great book. No, it's called um, Run. Uh, oh, it's a book. Run. No, not the book. See, a I'm movie. talking wrong okay. now. Okay, it's a movie. Uh, run. Movie. Run the race, maybe. Maybe it's Run the race. I, I don't remember. A football movie that. You have to watch it. <laughs> I'm telling you, you have to watch it. It's a yeah, great book. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. We don't have cable. I might so have just said it's them. a book again. Movie. It's a good movie. Okay. I don't know. My mind slipped on that one. All right. Favorite book to give as a gift to someone else. Favorite book. The Bible, man. You Bible. always got to go to the right. Bible. I should have. I should have. If you say yeah, I was gonna say just the Bible. Um, 
I just gave my brother and his girlfriend, so it's kind of cheating, I guess, it's because it's, it's relatable, but a book called Relationship Goals by Michael Todd. Okay. I listened to that. That's a good book. So if there's someone that needs help with relationship goals, Relationship Goals is nice. a good book. Cool. Right on. You're preparing for the future. <laughs> sure. <laughs> More for them. <laughs> just the thing. You know you flipped through it before you gave it to him. Very calm. I actually listened to it. It's a good book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Right. For relationships in general. So Nice. All right. I'll check that out. Um, let's see. Favorite thing about living in Kansas? Oh, man. Favorite thing about living in Kansas? Well, hmm. There's just so many things you're, to choose you're not from, me right? Visit Kansas again. I, no, no, I like it's beautiful. Kansas. It's beautiful. It's just beautiful in a different way. Um, it's the people there are really nice people. I'd say that. It's 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 a great. It's just like a nice, clean state. How about that? It's like clean, like you know, pretty. I mean, pretty good with like. People are nice, and I mean the roads are nice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's flat, so you don't have. I mean, you can't. I'm pro on hill training, so I don't know. The roads are nice. <laughs> yes, I shall travel to Kansas <laughs> to see the nice roads. I like it because I was born there and growing up there. That's why I like it. <laughs> so I think this was in. So I went to Jim Ryan's running camp in Kansas. In, yeah. Uh, what is that? Wichita. Lawrence. Lawrence. Yes, yes. Thank you. So I went there. And one of the coolest things I saw there was this sweet track they had. They had like a like a ravine going through the middle of it. You had to cross a bridge to get to the other side. Oh of the track. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? You've been there. Are you talking about Rimrock Course? No, no, I'm talking about a track. Oh, a track, an track, actual running track. Yeah, it has a ravine going through. The middle. Nope, I haven't seen that. <laughs> and like trees and stuff. It was awesome. That is cool. Yeah, that's one of my favorite Kansas memories. Rimrock is also cool though. Coach Timmons. That is a cool. He's a he's a reason alone to go visit Kansas place of jim ryan that's right know, i mean it's just too many good things to choose from i'm telling yeah, you yeah sunflowers corn wheat fields corn there you go all right mom's best meal mom's best meal okay the thing that she's the best at making thing that she's at best at making yeah. so she makes now she makes these uh what's it called these uh what they're called uh they're like kind of taco bowls i guess you could say with like blue corn chips and uh, yeah. so like that and i gotta be honest i make most of my meals and so the reason i'm saying this is because this is the one meal she does make because so, so no on. not a knock on mom <laughs> shout out to mom i love you she spends so much time with me running so literally like number one mom and dad shout out dad too not gonna exclude anybody but <laughs> so so hold on i'm curious how this works so you you come home from school your mom makes dinner, and then you make your own dinner? Uh, we, I mean, like, we're both in the kitchen at the same time. I just make my dinner at the same time. <laughs> I think wow, it's because I... be ready for college. I know. I think it's because I... Well, what happened was I just wanted to eat, like... I was eating healthy, and then my mom was making three meals. One for her, because she doesn't eat, like, red meat. So she was making, like, one for her, one for our family, and one for me. And she's like, this is just junk. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll start making them, right? <laughs> and then now I'm like, like <laughs> okay. And now now I just got in the habit of making them, so it's fine. It's easier on her, so she only has to make one meal. But that is one meal she does make for me, and I like it a lot. Nice. So, yeah. Right, sounds good. Uh, Dad's best meal. Not that you'd eat oh, it. Oh, snap. <laughs> well, Dad hasn't made a meal for me in, like, ever, <laughs> so I can't say. <laughs> My dad's go-to was, like, corn dogs. Not corn dogs. Chili dogs. The last Hot time dogs. I can remember my dad making a meal, 
He What about breakfast or something like that? No, Easy. the last time he made a meal, he put pancake mix in muffin tins and baked them in the oven. Hey, that's, he tried, that's he, that's I don't know what he called good. them, but they were like <laughs> something crazy. Right, well, I don't know if this next question is going to work now, but the next one is supposed to be which uh, which meal is better. But well, I think, then I get, yeah. you got to go mom, yeah, always. Mom, I mean, always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's better cook, you or your mom? Oh, <laughs> I'm not answering. No comment. I'm just here so I won't get fined. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we won't. We won't go there. Let's end on a good note. All right. Well, it's been super, super fun to chat, Colin. And uh, yeah, just love this conversation. So proud of who you are more than the things that you've done. You've already done some amazing things at the high school level, but you have a ton of potential too like Thank i'm you. really excited it. to see what you can do um you know lord willing this cross-country season if not hopefully in the track rolls yeah. around but even if not like we're gonna make the most of this time training together For we're sure. gonna be doing some time trials you're gonna go hit some good stuff um oh man that just jogged my memory remember you did the the funny time trial story uh, <laughs> of when i ran my two mile time trial or when i was just so angry about it or what were you talking about yeah, yeah. The one I recorded my voice memo and sent it to you or whatever. Yeah, where I was laughing. Yeah, yeah. My, my response is I just started laughing when you recorded it. What was that again? Remind it was a, tell our listeners. Okay, so, well, it was like five minutes or not five. It wasn't five minutes. I read after the run. We were talking about discouragement. Yeah, so I was not in the best <laughs> of moods. And it was a time trial where I... Something just didn't go. Wrong. Didn't just didn't go good. Are you talking about the eight hundred meter where I ran it twice? Watch? Yeah, uh, I don't know. We did. No. A, we did an eight hundred meter time what trial. What was the one that made me laugh? That first. was the that was the two mile where I was like, during track season we ran the two mile time trial and it was like, I just I don't even remember what happened. Like, we went out and I thought I was on pace. I'm like, dang, I'm feeling so good today. And then like, I was like, we came through and I was like ahead of pace. At least I thought I was ahead of pace. And then like we finished this and I'm like busting. I'm like. Bro, this is the this is like PR city, right? And then I checked and watching it was like slower than my best. And I was like, what? I was like so <laughs> mad. And so I um ended up rec- I remember I actually that's when I was sending you like recorded yeah, messages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I recorded it and I was just like, I was like it was one of those times where I was like, I just don't know what happened. I, I, I just yeah. blew it today. I didn't everything's gone down the drain now like maybe not that dramatic yeah, but it, I remember was, it must have been super dramatic is what made me laugh but then there was the i think the 800 one was the one where like you you guys went like way too far or something well, like that like the yeah watch wasn't so working. i set my watch on what was it 0.5 we were going we were going 0.5 uh well what did i set it at i set it on metrics instead of like uh, mm-hmm. mileage or whatever mm-hmm. my mom biked out the quarter mile so we were running 800 meter time trial it wasn't at the track it was actually on a like concrete path at our Kansas State Fair and so I was um we had it marked out like quarter mile or whatever so I get cooking on this and I'm like going like 800 meters is like all out so I'm like going real fast and I'm like dang this is the longest 400 meters of my <laughs> life and I'm running and I'm like going hard and then my mom <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> This is really lasting long, <laughs> this 400 meters. And so I'm like, okay, collect myself. I'm just going to get it. I'm going to get this last 400 meters. So we get around to this turn, and I'm like, really? Like, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really collecting myself. And then all of a sudden, my mom's like, 
wait, we must be done, we must be done. <laughs> my watch beeps, and I'm like, what, what, what? Look down, it's 800 meters, and it was my time and everything. I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, you never said we hit 400 meters, Mom. And she's like, she's like we, and we figured it out. It was my fault. I set the watch on the wrong thing. You know, say we ran it again. It just was a different experience. I was just like, oh, man. I was like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I remember we had some some malfunctions on the time trials. But, yeah. but still, it's it's always good to get out there and test your fitness, see where it's at. You know, yeah. I think... I think we're that's some a big takeaway from this coronavirus time is we're seeing guys do pretty crazy stuff in time trials. Like you can run fast in time trial. Right. You know, it's like we're seeing some pretty impressive performances coming out. So um, it's still fun to try, even if we run way too far for <laughs> or miss the four hundred mark. Yeah. Run an eight. Well, Colin, thanks so much, man, for not only taking the time to talk with us today, but for trekking all the way out from Kansas to Flagstaff to train with me, Midian. It was just super fun. Great to see you run. I was super inspired, by the way. Um, after after we had our weight session, I was back in my home gym doing some front squats and stuff, and uh, I was thinking about how hard you were going on those body weight exercises we were doing, the Nordic hamstrings and stuff, and I was. It, it helped me get a couple extra reps. So yeah, thanks, like thanks, it. thanks for inspiring me. Yeah. Thanks for inspiring all of our listeners and uh yeah any any other things that we didn't talk about that you'd like to say before we sign off here yeah for sure so um i did a speech once and i didn't say this and i realized that you got to say this every single time and so um the most important thing about not even just running but life in general is jesus christ and the best way to understand it is that god created this world and we know that because we just look at nick creation i mean you look at creation and you can see that is like god's autograph and so we see that god created us and he created us to worship him and although that sounds kind of like selfish you would think like why would god create us to worship him? he didn't have to create us in the first place it's like god created us to share in his glory with us and that's just like the most amazing loving incredible like amazing God and so he creates us to worship him but he gives us a choice because like forced love like if you're forced to love something that's not truly love right Uh and so he's like I give you guys a choice to love me you can either love me or not and he says if you love me you'll keep my commands so what are God's commands right well let's just list three of them you shall not like steal you shall not lie you shall not like look at a woman or man with lust okay that's everybody that takes everybody out everyone's broken right the problem is since God is a righteous judge he's like any righteous judge like he has to punish what's been done so if there was a murderer that came before a judge and he's a just judge he's got to throw the murderer in prison so what's our punishment because of that because we can't be with god who's perfect and our punishment is hell that just very simply hell separation from god the very worst thing that you can more than you can even imagine and so that's where we're at and honestly i mean it should make people feel bad like that's something that you should like feel bad about that's the internal self-realizing like since God made you in his image it's what inside you it's like what God created in you saying like I don't want that but thankfully God didn't want it that way and he didn't end the story that way and he sent his son Jesus Christ who lived a perfect life didn't sin once which is like insane to think about like I don't know we sin every day it's just like how could God not sin once but did Jesus not sin once but he didn't sin one time entire life then he dies on the cross and the reason he died on the cross was to take our sins away from us it was he was paying the punishment god had to have the punishment paid because he's a just right judge right and so jesus paid the punishment on the cross and now when we accept jesus into our heart we jesus or god no longer sees our sins but he sees jesus's perfect life and how all of our sins have been paid for and jesus rose from the grave signifying god was satisfied with the punishment 
It wasn't like Jesus died. Okay. He was like, that's the difference between all other gods and our God. Every other God died, but our God got back up. And Jesus is, I mean, other gods, quote unquote, because there are no other gods, truly God, God. But Jesus, he um, rose from the grave showing that like God was satisfied with the punishment or with the payment for the punishment. And so now all we have to do, it's a free gift. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is the Lord, you will be saved. That's Romans 10, 9. Um, it says in um, other couple places in Romans that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Simple point. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. Like everyone is in this position, but if you call on the name of the Lord, it says you will be saved. And so if you turn from your sins to Christ, that's the most important thing. That's more important than, I mean, that's, that's the ultimately satisfying thing because then you're reunited with God the way he originally designed and intended it. Um, and so that's the most important thing, like more important than running, than the Olympics, than anything you can think of. That's the most important thing. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Colin. And, uh, you know, as you're talking, I was thinking about like the name of this podcast is run free, right? And the name of our training system is run free training. And that's like really what I want for you. What I want for all of our athletes more than anything else is just for them to go through life just free, just like a butterfly, just enjoying life and like savoring every single moment and just totally like not weighed down by anything. When I think about things that can free us, you know, as a follower of Jesus, I can certainly say that like he is the thing that frees us the most. And, and that gospel message you're sharing with people is like, at the heart of that, you know, and at, at the heart of freedom. Like it, Jesus said in his own words, the son came that he may set you free and free indeed, you know? Amen. And so like freedom does come through Jesus. Thanks for sharing that message with us. And again, thanks for taking the time, Colin. It's so fun to chat with you. And, um, you know, I think not only I will be excited to follow your progress this season and at, throughout your entire career, um, but I think everyone listening to this podcast will as well. So thank you. thanks for, uh, thanks for being a part of the Run Free family. So fun to like talk to one of our own. And, and get get this uh, conversation recorded. So thanks for joining us, guys. Happy training to everyone. Until next time, signing off.